are back, ladies and gentlemen. Live. Time to break down the tape. Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live, presented by Texas Family Fitness. I am your host, Will Skywalker Spiel. Yes, indeed. Today is Wednesday, December 8th, 2021, and it's time to move on and officially fully talk about the Washington game versus the Cowboys. You know, they like to say it's stylish week. I guess it's Washington week, right? (laughs) They are our rivals. The whole entire division is our rivals at this point. Nonetheless, y'all know how we do. We're going to break down. Today, we're going to break down what I've seen from the Washington offense, who I think is the most important player in this game this week on the defense side of the ball, and how the Cowboys can kind of thwart that offense, or maybe some of the things they need to do to thwart that offense. Also, in the roundup, we get some good news from uh, some of the coaches returning, so we'll talk about that. And of course, Jerry Jones is going to be Jerry Jones. Yeah. Goes all Jerry on us with the offensive line. I think it was Stevie Mack who dropped that kind of not bombshell with that news yesterday in the middle of the show. So uh, we'll talk about it some more on the first block briefly. We'll discuss the the potential lineup on the offensive line since Jerry has the blabbermouth. You know. Then again, go listen to the interview. I can't never tell that, that. This is why, folks. This is why I don't really like to listen to Jerry Jones. I don't. I just don't. And, you know, love him as an owner. I just wish he would just be an owner. But that's neither here nor there. I'm going to start off the show on a positive note and give some shout-outs to those in the building. Uh, Tino Santiago, Stephen White, Mark Smith, Stevie Mac, the Mod God, uh, Marcelo A.J. Torres, Tino Santiago. I think I said that already, didn't I? Yes, I did. Roman Empire. I like that name. Manny Ramos, Sin City Cowboy. What's up? Stage, Miss Charlene, Fresh Fade in the building, Brandon C., Angelica, how you doing? TC915, a lot of day ones. I appreciate y'all. Mike Harris, Adam Mack, Iceberg Q. He said they're going to check back in. All right, Q. All right, Q. I see you. Michael, was it Autry? I think I got that right. Autry. Jonathan Scruggs, Marcelo B. Adrian, Nick, Donnell, McKenzie, Chuck. Uh, Lord Nova, what's up? And I see we have some on uh, Facebook as well. So you guys continue to join in and you guys continue to share this content. Get it out to your friend, family, and foe. Even if you can't, you know, get it to them at this second, just do it later. Do it later as we continue to try to build this thing uh, as we move forward here. Steven said he likes to hear the fake Jerry. Oh, you like when I put on the fake Jerry. I'm not as good. I'm not as good as my guy, Jeff. Jeff Cavanaugh, man, I told him the first time I heard it. It wasn't even on the radio. It was actually on our show. I said, man, you got to do an entire show. like <laughs> You got to do an entire show like Jerry. I'll pay you to do an entire show like Jerry. Be hilarious. Uh, what's up, Mike? Uh, we can say this every week, but get a lead and make them one-dimensional. Oh, you're talking about the game. Yes. And we are going to say that. We're going to say that today. Um, probably even more important this week because of the type of offense that they have um, and how they run their offense again. We'll get into all that, man. We'll get into all that. Uh, Tino says the defense is going to play at full strength for the first time all year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yesterday's price is not today's price, Washington. Yeah. I'm just saying. It's not. 
and we'll do all that. Tony from Tampa in the building. So, Tony from Tampa, you're Tony Titan 45. Okay, see, you be driving, so you're not really allowed to be in the chat too much. And I don't want you getting in trouble. And, 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 you know what I'm saying? So, focus. Focus, good brother. Now, I appreciate Tony from Tampa, one of our day ones. Uh, and Tino is talking about some of the, the X's and O's. Yeah, we'll get to all that today, guys. That'll be pretty much the uh, the meat and potatoes of the show is we'll put on the All-22, watch a little bit of the uh, Washington Washington's offense, and I went and focused on the previous game, which was Vegas, and then the start of their four-game winning streak, which was against Tampa. And again, as always, you guys can call in with the Pulse of the Nation hotline, 351-999-3787, 351-999-3787. And if you guys notice something from their offense as well, because, again, I watched the Tampa game, and I watched the Vegas game. Um, and then, you know, throughout football season, you watch various games. But I studied those two games. And and um, it's there's going to be a challenge for the Cowboys, without a doubt. Uh, but I don't think it's a challenge they can't overcome. Um, but yesterday's price is not today's price. That's, that's all I'm saying. You know what I mean? Th- there's players that will be here. There's there's a little bit of a revenge factor playing in the back of their minds. There's there's a chip on the shoulder of this team, I think. They just came out of a, a nasty November, got the nasty taste out of their mouth. And they know this game, while it may not be a statement game to the league, because you know what's going to happen, right? You know what's going to happen. 6-6 six and six Washington beat a Tampa team on a four-game win streak in the fight of their lives for the, for the division, technically in the playoff race right now, like literally in the playoffs. If Dallas gets this victory, it was just Washington. But if it's flipped and Washington gets the victory, it's, oh, my goodness, what a statement game to the league. The Cowboys ain't this. Washington is that. They're dangerous. You don't want to play them, yada, yada, yada. You, you, you know, right? You know how it is. You know how it is. So while it may not be a statement game to the league, I'd imagine it's a statement game to those guys in the locker room that that had that taste in their mouths last year twice from this team uh different circumstances but nonetheless you don't want to lose to Washington twice I, I don't remember the last time that happened so I'm pretty sure that's what's going to that's what you know Dak and and who was on that D law who's back um who else was there LVE was there but I, I don't I really don't know what LVE's yeah we won't do that to LVE today we we, we get on him enough uh, who else was there? Diggs. Yeah, yeah. Trayvon Diggs. You know, he got beat by Terry last year. So there's t- there's a lot of players still involved on this team from last year from that ugly, ugly taste, man. Ugly taste. Uh, Angelica said her, her hometown is Tampa. Okay, okay. And Adrian said, I will be down to help Jeff, uh, help pay for Jeff do a Jerry voice all day. I would too, man. I'm telling you, is. I, I just, you know, if you ask my lady, I always put on a voice like that, just playing around. I'm a nut. I'm a goofball. I tell y'all this all the time. I promise y'all I'm not lying. Uh, you know what I mean? But I think Jeff does it the best from anybody I've ever heard. Does it the best. Or that cat, uh, what's his name, Kelly something on, on Twitter. My bad if I'm botching him. You go check him out on, on Twitter. He does a Jerry impersonation. He goes viral every time. I think he does a good one, too. He's pretty funny. But all right, y'all, let's get into this roundup. There's some uh some some good news, like I said, in this roundup. And Dak Prescott nominated for another award. This one I think is uh ev- one that everyone can kind of get behind. Kelly K9. Thank you. 
the leverage is a little different at guard because you're you're playing in a phone booth, whereas a tackle, he's six six and he's playing in space and he he has to play tall. Do you think Cowboys Nation he plays at that at that spot? And I'm gonna come back to that uh, as we talk about that in the first block. And then the Cowboys get some players and some coaches that return from COVID. Some of the players include one, Terrence Steele. Uh, Blake Jarwin is back from the COVID list. He'll go back on injured reserve, however. Uh, and then T.J. Vasher. T.J. Vasher also came, came off of uh, the COVID-19 reserve list, uh, who is a practice squad type of guy. So really only person that really matters in that is Terrence Steele. So he'll be back. As for the coaches, though, the coaches get their entire offensive line room back, including Joe Philbin. Um, I would say it's an understatement to say he's been missed. <laughs> I don't know that they would have necessarily done that Cupid shuffle weird thing with the offensive line had he been there. I don't I don't think Joe's ever done anything like that. Uh, we got to remember, he wasn't at practice. He's not in the building. There's only so much you can do. I, I just have a hard time. I, I, an old school cat like Joe is, is, is at practice talking about, you know what? Let's rotate these offensive linemen. Yeah. <laughs> Let's let's get a series here. Take them out. I, I can't see that. So I think getting Joe Philbin back is going to help. And, and and mind you, Joe Philbin hasn't been here with Tyron Smith returning. That makes sense, y'all. Like like Joe Philbin has been out ever since Tyron Smith has returned. So I think that's going to be a positive impact moving forward. Not only just getting a five and just kind of getting some continuity. Still feel like kind of Williams should be in there. Whatever. Like I said, right? Roll with a five. Let's go. But getting back your horse and Tyron along with your your head honcho and Joe Philbin, I think is going to help uh, in this game. And he's going to need it because this is a good Washington interior. Um, they may get Montez Sweat back. And that's tomorrow. We'll talk about their, their defense in depth tomorrow. Uh, but getting Joe Philbin back, I think, is massive. And they got, uh, man, what is the cat's name? Their assistants, Jeff Blasco. Am I saying that right, y'all? Jeff Blasco, and they got their athletic, I keep saying athletic trainers, their uh, trainers back, their, their strength and conditioning coaches back. So Dallas is starting to kind of round into form in regards to personnel, both coaching and players at the right time. My guy, uh, who was it, man, from South Carolina, he says it all the time. It's not about how you start. It's about how you finish. It's not something that he made up. It's just, it's true, though. It's about how Dallas finishes, and I think that started last week with uh, New Orleans, and it needs to carry on Sunday against the Washington Washingtons. So here's what we'll do. Here's what we'll do. I'm going to open up 3-2-1. I'm going to get to your call. And then I want to get back to the O-line talk at the first block of the show. Because um, I think it's interesting. You you finally have all your guys back. You have all your coaches. I think this is the offensive plan up front that we'll see the remainder of the year. I don't think you can keep tinkering. So I kind of want to get back to that conversation. 3-2-1, uh, you were here first. Let me get to you. 3-2-1, what it is, what it do? What's up, dude? What's up, man? Good morning to you. Good morning to you, too, man. And I was going to say this, man. If the Dallas Cowboys need any type of motivation, go back to last year 
when we play in Washington, that dirty hit that they put on Andy Dalton is the only motivation you need mm. to dominate these dudes. Mm. That's all you need. Yeah, I didn't even think about that, you know. And, and think about this for a second. That was mostly backups, wasn't it? And, you know, there was no Tyron, no Lyell. Yep. I don't even think Zach was in that game, was he? No. No, he was I can't remember. But but when he got he hit, Andy Dalton got hit, no one came to his rescue. No one got upset. It was very strange. And to me, I kind of looked at that like, I mean, we knew the season was lost, but I looked at that like, damn. The locker room is gone. Like they don't even care anymore. <laughs> yeah, and I was thinking to myself, like, man, I would just love just this would be the game that I would love to see the whole defense show up dressed in all black with a black ski mask is on, ready to handle business, man. Ready to take uh Heineken's soul and his spirit. Mm. I would just love this game to be that game, man. I just I wanted to physically dominate him on defense, physically dominate him on offense. I just – that's just the way I feel about Washington this week, man. I, I can't stand them jokes, so t- bro. I they're, can't stand them. They're a tough, gritty team that has a tough, gritty quarterback. I, I don't think it's going to be easy by any means. I, I think because of the, the type of quarterback they have, he's basically kind of their leader by default. Um, he just doesn't give up. He, he's one of those – you know, in the movies, there's, there's always those – cliche scenes where the little man gets hit and he just keeps getting back up and the, and the, and the bully says stay down that's basically who Tyler Heine, Taylor Heineke is uh, he's he's well, the little man that don't just stay down well guess what we're going to have to go and keep him down he's going right. to stay down this, this Sunday because we're going to keep beating him down beating him down keep smacking him in the mouth and that's all that's going to matter because like I said the law yesterday I think the final score is going to be 31-13 Cowboys I like it. I hope you're right, bro. Hey, appreciate the call, man. Yes, sir. Go Cowboys. Indeed. Love the score. Let's hope that's what it is. So, AJ, thank you because, because you know, and I'll reach out to Brian personally and get a little bit more information on this. AJ said, Broadus says he has whispers, and his whispers usually are pretty pretty good, um, that in the facility, that they believe that it can honestly be still at right tackle. And that's why I said, if you go listen to the Jerry interview, he hints at LC, but then he also says, ah, well, we don't really want to talk about that. They both can play, yada, 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 right? So I don't think there's a definitive answer. There clearly isn't a definitive answer. And we talked about yesterday when actually the news broke that could this be some gamesmanship? (sighs) Okay, if it's gamesmanship, cool. But whatever they decide to roll with on Sunday... Can we just stick to it? Yeah. Can we just stick to it and, and, and let's try to gain some continuity? I know that's the buzzword. And I know the Cowboys technically, if you really want to be fair, they kind of they kind of had to go away with continuity due to injuries, due to COVID, right? One, you know, Lyle's out and Lyle's back. Steel's out and Steel's back. Tyron's out. Tyron's back, right? So I get it. I mean, I, I get it that the continuity's kind of been affected by things out of your control. But now everyone's back. You got to figure this out. We can't constantly play. This is the one position you don't do that with. So something to keep an eye on. I'll um I'll reach out to B and, and see if we can get some more concrete answers on that. If he doesn't go on at two o'clock on one of five, three and, and talk about it uh, himself. So. Something to keep an eye on. It, it could be one of those things where I think it was the Raiders game. 
excuse me, the Raiders game, we all expected LC to be the guy. And then literally at, at about an hour before kickoff, oh, Terrence still starting. So uh, let's kind of keep our eyes on that. 409. What it is, what it do. What's up, man? Trying to uh, make me some copies, man. Get my class and work for today. Oh, so you gotta get this. Period. You gotta get this quick call in before you get back. Cut some little badass kids out. Huh? Nah, nah, I got. I got. A, I got a good little forty-five <laughs> minutes, man. But uh, shoot, man, I'm feeling pretty good, man. Feeling all right. I'm. I'm feeling very confident. And let me tell you what. Um, we've been dealing with a lot this past a couple of weeks. Um, I mean, you talked about all the. The people who've been out, um, coaches, yeah. you know, Scott, like as 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 greater ingredients as shrimp and sausage and chicken and okra when you put it in your gumbo, right? Sure. What's the gumbo without the roux? What's mm. the gumbo without the sauce, Scott? Mm, it's like soup. <laughs> just the plain, you know what I mean? Bland, it's just, soup. It's bland, you know. And I I think uh, we're we're getting all our we're getting all our roux back this week. We're getting all the ingredients back for the roux. And we're actually getting some spices that have been on the shelf that we haven't been able to use. And when you put all these spices together, man, when you when you get Gregory, when you get Lawrence, we have not seen those three, you know, in Parsons. We have yet to see that. We still don't know what that looks like. We don't know what um, having those guys plus having, you know, your two wide receivers. We don't, but we're going to see it this, this Sunday. Yeah. And I, I, I heard. I, I understand everybody's hyping the Washington machine, and and, and here's the thing: uh, the people who are saying that we need to be the most concerned were the people who were pumping their chest out, talking about how Washington had this division in the bag. And now that Washington is two games close, these people are like, "Oh yeah, you see, I, I was uh, there was some validity to the things I was saying." No, there wasn't. There was no validity to anything. Everybody was talking about how the Cowboys had no shot at the division. Um, and but now that the pendulum is is kind of swinging back, everybody has their chest pumped out again. Yeah. And you know they got some of our fans who are kind of cowering, like, oh well, maybe maybe we should be. I ain't being humble <laughs> because at the end of the day, we blew out our division. Um, Washington has have they lost a division game or they they've won both of their division games. Uh, I want to say they beat the Giants and Eagles, if I'm not mistaken. But they barely beat the Giants on a lucky call. All right, um, you know, because what was it like two weeks ago? It was the Eagles we should be worried about. At the beginning of the year, it was the, the Giants had the best chance. Come on, man, stop. And I understand there's five games. I mean, we've seen this happen before. We've seen the Cowboys, Tony Romo Cowboys, one two game games up in the division, and they they lose everything. And I get it, I get it. But this team, when that full strength, I mean, when it, we this team has been been playing well even at 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 just being challenged. This, this huh. team honestly has overachieved. It, dude, the Cowboys or you mean the Washington? The Cowboys. Oh, okay. In the sense of the, the, you, the injuries that we've sustained and the games that they have been able to win. Right. With, uh, you, I mean, your quarterback. You know what stuff, bugs you know? me uh, the most? And, again, I, I got to get, I gotta stop always bringing light to things like this, is when people go on national TV, they can create narratives. They they can create, they can drive the pulse. And that's why I, I jokingly say pulse of the nation, because I truly believe we are the true pulse of the nation, not just cow, Cowboys content creators, but you fans that also tune in as well, because we're going to talk about 
the real. We're going to talk about the intricacies of, of the team and things like that. But I listened yeah. this morning, and, and the first thing I heard was, oh, well, good teams find ways to win without certain players. Dallas hasn't done that. And I'm like, uh, this see, this no. is why I don't like to watch y'all. Because I don't understand. Where was this energy when they were literally doing that? Like, like the Cowboys did not have their starting tackle or tackles both sometimes. The Cowboys did not have their starting DE or DEs both sometimes. The Cowboys did not have their starting wide receiver or wide receivers sometimes. They were 6-1 and one at one point, and they're 8-4, and four, and they haven't even been close to hole. This is about the closest to hole they will be in the season, and they're 8-4. Ah. and four. So those narratives get driven, and you get the casual fan who just listens to these people, and they say, Oh, well, Dallas can't win without so-and-so. And trust, believe me when I say this is happening, because I argue with these people on Twitter. Well, well Dak or sure. Dallas can't do anything without without their players. Excuse me, sir. Have you been watching the goddamn on team this year? Hmm? They haven't then, been healthy I mean, all year. They haven't. They have not been healthy all year. And it's mind-blowing. It's been the same old, y'all haven't played anybody. Oh, that, that should be. That we were out. Yeah, yeah, but. Um, Come on, man. But yeah, no. But see, the thing is, no. There's, there's no thing. There's no what had happened. At the end of the day, we—I mean, as a fan base, we have not seen the collection of talent that's about to be put on the field this Sunday. When we have not seen this. Yeah. I mean, when we had dominant O lines, we had guys like Jeremy Mincy and and Benson Mayowa coming off the, the defensive end. Yeah, we, had, we have not seen yeah. this type of team. You have not seen the type of team with these edge rushers, with this opportunistic defense, um, and I'm glad the NFL is finally understanding these, these uh, turnovers. Ain't no fluke. Ain't yeah, no way you're going to be no. coming out this, this many weeks, this many weeks coming up with three, four turns. I'm tired of that. I'm tired of, oh, they were lucky, or no, they we're, four turnovers, but they barely won. We are, a, we are a takeaway side. team. Turnovers are, 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 are not fluky, but, but turnovers can fluctuate. Um, but but there's no doubt about it. This team is a takeaway team, um, especially when That's they get pressure on the quarterback. Sure. But yeah, man, uh, good call, Scott. Man, let me uh, let me go ahead and go, man. I just want to pick your brain a little bit, man. Yeah, I appreciate you, bro. Take it easy, bro. Yeah, and I apologize for getting riled up, uh, but th- you know that annoys me. It annoys me because, like I said before, bear with me. And I think it was KD who said it. We're kind of living in a world now where there is no, you're not allowed to have context. Just not. Um, anything that, that involves context is now looked at as, as an excuse. But I don't, underst- I don't understand. How can you talk about why something happened or is happening if you don't provide the context, right? You can provide the context and still hold whomever accountable. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so funny. It's so funny. I think the I think it was Mike Greenberg who said who said something about uh, along those lines of winning without so and so. And I seen it in here. Didn't Dallas beat Minnesota on the road without Dak Prescott? Okay. And then the caller said people talk about who they played. I mean, there's some good wins on this on this schedule. There are. Every game is not going to be a Super Bowl caliber team. I, I really, truly believe some people have to get out of their Cowboys bubble sometimes and go look around the league. I made a post about uh, Patrick Mahomes. It was it was about Patrick Mahomes to highlight that, you know, 
even God-tier quarterbacks go through tough stretches. And right now, Patrick Mahomes hasn't thrown a touchdown in back-to-back weeks. Patrick Mahomes has uh, went three of the last six games without a touchdown and has only had more than one touchdown in one game in the last six weeks and has had a passer rating below 80 five of the last six games. No one says anything. And it's because who, at the end of the day, it's Kansas City, right? And they're getting the dubs. No thanks to Patrick Mahomes, but but they're getting the dubs because their defense is just on a ridiculous tear right now. And the point of me saying that is, guys, it's 17 games. No one is going to be perfect through 17 games. There's going to be rough patches. It's about getting out of that rough patch as a team and finding rhythm as you get ready to go to the playoffs. But that don't get clicks. No one likes to hear that. It sounds like excuses, but in reality, it's context. And I don't care what those people say. The first thing I said on my channel when I started YouTube, context matters, and I'm going to bring it. I don't care if you like it. Point blank, period. Uh, two six seven, and then we're going to jump into some filming. And I got you, uh, James. Two six seven, what it is, what it do? Hey, what up, Skies Lord Nova eighty five, man? What's, oh, what's up, Lord? What's up, Lord? Let me save you here, brother. What's up, Lord Nova? I ain't about nothing. I'm just calling. I'm gonna keep one hundred. Like, look, uh, uh, Sunday we just gonna lay a smackdown on like the Rock say. They are gonna get checked into the smackdown hotel, and it is what it is. Like we we gonna play the team we play the teams that's on the schedule we don't control the schedule all we gotta do is go out go out and get the W right. and, and make this playoff push. Sick. Hey, I'm with you. I'm with you. At, at this point, you know, it's, yeah. again, it's not about style points, right? It's about winning, but also finding a rhythm within the win. I don't care if it's pretty or ugly. You just need to find some type of rhythm so you're not still finding yourselves once you get into the playoffs. Exactly, and they're and they saying, oh, they can't win without these players. That's it. Since the season, we've been winning without our key players, even to the fact where we lost Dak for exactly. the game, and we won. And they still, they every time it's they keep pushing man. back the goalposts. It's comical. They keep moving the goalposts, man. I promise you, and, you, you would like, think Dallas is four and eight right now, Lord Nova. Exactly, exactly. They need to, they need to stop with all that. We're, we're eight and four, and we're going to be nine and four after Sunday. And I got one more thing. Hey, Scott, right. man, for, for Christmas, this is what I want. This is what I want. Can I get one more late night hype, man, for Christmas or something like that? <laughs> you know what? That'd be cool. I've been doing we, we we've been doing the um the round tables, but you want the original hype? That'd be some fun. We haven't done the yeah, hype. Yeah, I want, since I want like, the original hype. Like last I don't even remember last time we did it. I think it was earlier this year. Um Yeah. I'm gonna reach out to him, see what's up. All right, man. Thanks. Hey, appreciate you, Go man. Go Cowboys. Yes, sir. All right. All right, man. All right, we got some calls rolling through. I will definitely get to y'all. Um, let me, though, first hop into what I noticed in the lab from the Washington, Washington's offense. So, uh, you know, get your get your little drink, get your coffee, get whatever you need um, so we can hop into the lab. And take our time breaking down this offense because it, it's it's an offense that can give you trouble if you don't stop this one particular thing. So uh, get your little drink and, and come on back. And if you ain't hit that like button, man, hit that like button.
All right, man. Washington's offense. Let me just say this. There's a little jealousy on my end. I'll tell you why after you see it. There's a little jealousy on my end. Our offensive coordinator for Washington is, is Scott Turner. Old school Cowboy fans, that should kind of ring a, ring a bell, right? Um, Norv Turner, former Dallas Cowboy offensive coordinator. I don't want to say originator of the, of the 90s offense, but the head honcho of it, I guess. Um, his son, Scott Turner, is the offensive coordinator in Washington. And I, and I kind of like him. Kind of like him. I'll tell you why in a bit. But if you look at their their total numbers, it's it's not like they're this overbearing offense. They're 20th in points per game, 20th in yards per play. Um, but where they, they beat you is with time of possession. And in one game, I think it was Seattle, they held the ball for 41 minutes. It's because they're a running team. Um, and if you allow them to control time of possession, they can do so. And they, they've been doing so three of the last four weeks by getting out in front of teams. Uh, they've scored first in three of the four games, which allows them to control tempo. And when you look at the actual offense itself, it again, like I said, it's mostly a running offense. They run the ball the ninth most in the league, which allows them to play keep away. They're not a high-flying O, and we'll talk about that some here. But again, when I said I'm a little jealous... I'm a little jealous because I absolutely love their run game concept. I'm sitting here watching this, <laughs> these games, and I'm like, well, Kellen, why don't you steal from this? I know we talked about it, you know, making things easier for your offensive line that's struggling or a struggling run game by getting Dak involved a little bit more in, in some uh, read option stuff, but there's other ways as well. And some of those ways is with pre-snap motion, post-snap counters, and horizontal movement. And they do that a ton. They have a concept that's purely, in my opinion, related to scheme, and it's embedded within their passing game. Their offensive line is not a bunch of big names. It's not. They're actually injured up front. But they play well because, in my opinion, they're coached well, and they're also schemed well. Make no mistake about it, though. This is, a, 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 like I said, an offense that's predicated on the run game. They want to establish the run. They want to work play action off of the run. A lot, a lot, a lot of pre-snap motion. And even at snap motion to create space for Gibson, who is a really good runner. I mean, we should know that. You know, he killed us. He's a really good runner. It also creates windows for Heineke. And that's what, again, Heineke is, is, is best in play action. That's why they run so damn much. But again, I respect their creative run game concepts. I wish Dallas, I hope Dallas is watching this. And Dan Quinn is like, yo, steal some of this, man. Steal some of this. But if you look at most of their run action, it has some sort of backside block, misdirection, trap, pull, something. You hardly see the same run action in the same series because they have a lot of things they can pull out of it. Um, You're going to get a ton of window dressing. And before this year, I might have been a little bit worried about that. And I, and I still kind of am, and we'll talk about it. Last year, they killed Dallas. This is what I mean by window dressing. Did you see how Devin White and Levante David, they shift slightly due to the at-snap motion, and it creates that lane? That's something so simple. It doesn't require a genius. It doesn't require a, a, a great wall of Dallas. It's simple things to help your run game. And they do that at a high level. Now, 
Gibson will get worked in the passing game as well. One of the things I fear a little bit is him getting out wide one-on-one with um, LVE. And if he sees that, he's going to go to it. So so get ready for that a little bit. Um, I, I just really respect him as a player. Really good guy. As for Taylor Heineke, if I had to give him a word, the word would be gamer. Not going to wow you as a drop back passer. Not going to wow you with his arm. He is an underdog story. We talked about it yesterday. He, he's just a gamer. And he's best off of play action. I promise you, I'm not just saying that. The numbers back it up. Their offense shows it. They're a play action offense. Um, he, and he plays well off of it. And he does so, I think, because they get him on the move and they have all that window dressing. And you got to pick your spots correctly. Um, I think it'll be key to keep this team behind the sticks. I think we said this before with another team. I can't remember who it was. It might have been Denver, and, and I'll come back to Denver. If you keep them behind the sticks, you now make you now take away the play action. You take away all that window dressing, and Heineke has to throw the ball traditionally, and he's not really good at that, and he doesn't have a ton of weapons to do that with. And if you scheme it up right, you can take away Terry McLaurin. There is no more Logan Thomas out there. Now, when I say takeaway, I mean on specific downs. He's going to get targeted a, a, a crap ton. Uh, but what I would do, I don't even know that I'd blitz him a ton. Especially with Randy Gregory. Especially with D-Law. Especially with Tristan Hill and Neville, Neville Gallimore. You know, all back. Third downs, you could bring Michael on the line. Because he struggles when he has to throw into a bunch of tight windows consistently. If, if you give him man coverage and you blitz him, he can get you a little bit. He hasn't thrown a pick against the Blitz yet this year. But he's thrown all 11 interceptions when he hasn't been blitzed. It doesn't mean you don't blitz him. I'm just saying, you put more players in traffic, the harder it is for Heineke. Let me bring y'all back here real quick. Uh, as for their offensive weapons out there, Terry McLaurin. We know Terry McLaurin is the guy. that, that he, he is the number one weapon by far, ladies and gentlemen. He's one of the best young wide, wide receivers in the game. Um, he has over 103 targets, which doubles up, just about doubles up the next closest person who happens to be a running back, by the way. Uh, but on the season, 61 receptions, 800 yards, five touchdowns. And because of that play action type of offense, he's usually the number one uh, go-to guy on just about every passing play, unless it's a design passing play to J.D. McKissick. And I bring up J.D. McKissick because he's second on the team in targets. He's a running back. They do some very unique things with J.D. McKissick and Antonio Gibson on the field at the same time. Ken, jealous. Why are you jealous of Washington? It's more of a football junkie type of thing. I'm jealous schematically of what they do because I think the Cowboys have the personnel to do those things, but Kellen just doesn't. Um, the way they use Gibson and, and McKissick is the way that Zeke and TP could be used. Hell, if you want to rest Zeke, Clement and TP could be used. Seriously. But J.D. McKissick, if he plays this week, he was out last week due to a concussion. If he plays this week... It's another weapon you got to worry about. Very, very underrated. He has 52 receptions, though, and, and they're going to try to match him up on your LVEs, on your Keanu Nils. Feel better about it being Keanu on your your um, Micah Parsons because Micah's going to be back at linebacker. 
But um, we'll keep an eye on if he'll be back. Other weapons: Adam Humphreys, sneaky slot guy. Not gonna. He's. I don't think he's going to. Uh, what's the cat's name from? From the Raiders, y'all. Who, who got the Cowboys real bad? Now it's slipping my mind. Forget his name. But that slot receiver, he's not going to do that to you. He's not going to get downfield. He, he's not as good as him, but he's in that mode of kind of of a, of a Beasley in a sense of Beasley's going to beat you ten yards and in. That's how Adam Humphreys is going to is going to get you. And he's since Logan Thomas has been now since Ricky Seals Jones has been in and out of the lineup. Renfro, thank you, Renfro. He's kind of been that third or fourth option that they go to. Appreciate y'all. That's why I love y'all, man. Y'all, y'all keep me on my toes here. Uh, Andre Carter, we briefly talked about him yesterday. He's more of their yo-yo. I call him their yo-yo guy because they use him on on those back and forth, east, west. He's going to go in the backfield, go right, then come left. Um, I, I hate to call him a gadget player, but he's kind of does that. Here's one right here where he yo-yos <laughs> all over the place. These things like that, these concepts stress your linebackers. They stress your safeties, and they're going to use him in that manner. Um, but I think he has a, a few touchdowns, and there's one right there. So they don't have one particular guy outside of McLaurin in the passing game, and they're not really a downfield passing offense. They're a run the ball, play action, get it out quick. But obviously, if they if they get across the 50, they'll take their opportunities. But they're not a downfield offense at all, um, which is why I, I might load the box a little bit on these guys. But it's going to be very, very important to be disciplined. Because a lot of that window dressing, all it takes, you give them an inch, they'll take a mile. So it's going to be very important to win up front. And like I said, getting Neville, Tristan back, it'll help Osa be rested. And they should hopefully be able to, at the very least, stalemate that front. On passing downs, I feel very confident. But on rundowns, we're, see, we're going, to need, we're going to need that defensive line to get disruptive penetration sometimes i use it against you with those those traps but we got to get them to be disruptive and i think the key and i said it the most important defender well the the title says it the most important defender ladies and gentlemen micah parsons micah has been a menace micah uh, he has been pretty much an eraser as my guy jesse likes to say the east west window dressing stuff hasn't really gotten to Micah Parsons as it did in college but this may be the most that they have they will have seen since Denver and we remember what happened in the Denver game now no D-Law right you know things like that and you hope they will learn from that game but it's going to be very important for Micah Parsons to be on it on Sunday from the linebacker position. And yes, I would put him at the linebacker position because he's your best bet to stop this run game, in my opinion. So there you have it, man. Some of the things that I, I noticed uh, from the games that I watched with the Washington Washingtons, I always apologize for going on and on, but I like to get it all out without being interrupted so that you guys can kind of hear and see what I noticed from when I watched uh, the, the tape. You guys go back as well. And if you guys see something, like I said at the beginning of the show, y'all let me know some things you noticed from the Washington Washingtons. And uh, we can talk about that too. So let's hop back into the phone lines. I got Los on the line. What's up, Los? What up, Sky? God bless. Hope your morning is good. 
Good morning, brother. Thank you. You're good. Um, just one quick. When I was watching film, you pretty much hit it. Washington office is based on time of possession and hitting those yep. big action play action passes. And it's kind of similar to those 2014 Cowboys. They're kind of got, they're going to rely on using Gibson as to keep running that clock because I think the last thing they want is Cowboys to see Arthur the field. With C.B. Lamb, Mark Cooper, Schultz, Pollard, you know, you name it. So look for just trying to run for the possession. Yeah. Um, Redskins haven't been that monster on defense like they in the past, how in the past. However, we can't allow them to feel like they can match up with us and play to their level. And I guess we'll hit on that, like, maybe tomorrow when we talk about Cowboys offense. But I will say this. Um, seeing that Kurt Warner breakdown, I see Dak Mental's clock game has been a little off. Yeah, he doesn't trust his line at all. Yeah, just because – I don't know if it's conspiracy theory time, but I feel like he doesn't know who's blocking for him at times. As in, like, damn, is this week – am I going to be good from my left side or am I going to be good from my right side, et cetera, you know? Well, you'll notice we – you'll see where he's where, – where there's, where there's some nervousness. It ain't on the right side. <laughs> It's from the left side, and we know what position we're talking about, which is why I, I would like to see somebody else in there, uh, but that's neither here nor there. And, yeah, and I feel like Dak's going to clean that up watching the film. But, like like I said, we just can't allow that deep, that young Redskins defense feel like they can get hot, especially Chase Young. I mean – Bro, Chase, Young he is out, he's, been... Chase Young's out for the season, my man. He's been out for the season oh, okay. for, like, the last month or something. Yeah, he he tore something out. Uh, uh, what, uh, ACL, correct? I forget. Yeah, their their defense, which which again we'll break down and talk about tomorrow with the Koye, their defense has been more of a and I use this analogy a lot. It's more of like a uh, a Syracuse zone defense where not a whole ton of names, but they move fluently. And when I say that, I don't mean a literal zone. I just mean everybody's doing their job. There's not a ton of Pro Bowl names up there besides an the interior. But everybody is doing their job and doing it at a high level and playing together and collectively, kind of similar to when the Cowboys played um, Carolina. Carolina had a, a collective group of some talented players, but no overbearing pro bowlers, but they were just playing at a level together that uh, was some of the best in the league. But then, you know, they ran into the Cowboys. But but this may be a little different because Dallas is still trying to get in the rhythm with their guys back. But, but again, I, I will detail that tomorrow. But but the Washington defense has been playing really good ball, and and, and Dallas is going to have to get up on those boys and uh, come out and show them that yesterday's price is not today's price. Exactly. My last thing, man, is, man, we're going to smoke all these five teams these couple of weeks. The only way we're going to lose one is if we allow the team to match up against us. And I really do feel like the Cowboys are going to smoke the out of those Redskins. I ain't going to lie. Thank they you. want us. They got, got energy, man. Man. They're probably going to get that 40-burger, and they're probably going to get like a 10-point, honestly. Dallas needs – I mean, I never – again, I don't – style points, whatever, man. Win is a win. But I ain't going to hold you. I feel like this this team, this offense specifically, needs a game where it all clicks. And what better game than this game? What better game than on the road against a division rival – I think it's going to be an ugly weather type of game, so hopefully, you know, the the run game finds itself. But what better game than against your division rivals to kind of put the clamps on the division? They need that game. They need to get their swagger back. And I talked about how the Chiefs, granted, 
they really didn't get their swagger back either offensively. But 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 the analogy stands where Travis uh, Kelsey said after the Raiders game, yeah, we felt like we had our swagger in that game. We had fun, things like that. When's the last time Dallas has had fun on offense? It was the Atlanta game. You know what I'm saying? And that was in the middle of a bad run. So they got to get back to doing that, man. And I think the most important thing to – and I, we'll touch up on this tomorrow, but uh, it's basically starting off early, man. Like, they're the most dangerous is when they start – when they score points and they make the other team try to catch up. And especially with Heineke trying to throw that ball, good luck. That's all I got to say. Yep. You know? All right, peace. All right, brother. Appreciate you. You know, it's always that one fan – in the chat that's like stop this they're not that good you're over crediting the football team james what does that even mean man like i I don't know how long you've been around james and i appreciate you being here but if if you one of the type of fans that all you want to hear is dallas is going to blow them out by 40 from the the content creator this ain't the page for you man i'm going to come on here i'm going to talk about what the team that the cowboys are playing does well what they don't do well how the cowboys can defend it how they should defend it or beat them or whatever and we're going to break it down break it down for all my wwe heads if you don't like that then this one ain't for you brother it ain't for you you know what i mean if you want the rah 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 we're going to whoop they ass and and then the show's over just just tune back in another day i don't know what to tell you um we break down the teams the Cowboys play every single week. That's just how that is. No one's buffing these boys up to be anything more than they are. They're six and six. You know what I mean? But they do this well. They don't do this well. The Cowboys have to do this, et cetera, et cetera. I digress. I said I wasn't going to do this, but it's just weird to me. Like, or, or is anyone watching? Hey, James. What's up, James? James Runnels, by the way. James Ronald, James, James, you there? All right, uh, he's not there. So let's go to 215. Hey, how you doing, Will? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. Happy Wednesday. Calling from Philly, you know the 215. Mm-hmm. Um, how they doing up there in things, Philly? Uh, they, 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 still, they, they still think they got the division? No, nah, they settling okay. down. Okay, they I just, down. just checking because you know that. The, the sensible ones, you know, Stephen A. put that narrative out years ago after he realized that he couldn't be a Cowboy player hater. He put the narrative out the fan, how we always think we're going to win a Super Bowl. Basically, that was the Eagles fans. Years and years, and I'm 55 years old, and the Eagles fans did that every year. Oh, we're going to win. We're coming back. So Stephen A. turned that around and made it look like it was a Cowboy fan thing. But, you know, the, 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 the real ones with knowledge, they know they're almost out of this. Gotcha. A couple of things. Uh, I don't want to rehash uh, last week, um, but I want to talk about this week. But uh, sometimes you have to rehash, you know, to talk, go back to move forward. Um, but a couple of things uh, before I get to something a little bit more serious. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to 17 Malik Hunter with that block. If it wasn't for that block, Pollard wouldn't have broke that. And um, I don't think he got enough um, enough props on, uh, on, on, the, on the media's on a platform. What do you think about that block? No, it was beautiful. You're right. I'm, I'm glad that Michael Gelkin, the, the reporter, beat reporter for the Cowboys, Dallas Morning News, uh, he highlighted Malik Turner. 
And, and Malik Turner for his whole career has been kind of that utility player, the special teams guy, the wide receiver that does the dirty work. He actually has a season where he's got a few catches and things like that. I thought if something were to happen, again, with the wide receiving core, and even if not, he's kind of playing his way into gaining trust with the with the offense. And I think it was Dan Quinn who talked about – I'm going on defense. We talked about boss man fat. He said, you know, there's, there's, there's going to be times where it's not your time on the actual unit – but where you can make your name for yourself and gain the trust of your teammates and coaches and special teams and dirty work, blocking, things like that. Malik Turner has done that for the last month and a half. Block punt against Denver. Uh, he sprung, uh, I think he sprung Tony Pollard against the Raiders in regards to that that kickoff return. He sprung Tony Pollard in the Saints game. He's ha- He made some good catches in Denver as well. So I, I kind of would like to see Malik, if, if, if you got to throw in Noah, I'd rather kind of see Malik Turner. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I also agree with, uh, I mean, you know, I'm pretty sure we all been saying this, but for the last, you know, couple of years, especially this year, um, like you said, I need some motion. I'm tired of seeing them just go right to the line of scrimmage, call to play, whether it's a kill play or whatever, no motion, no crap blocking, no pulling. It's driving me crazy, man. It's it's it's, it's driving me crazy. I don't understand. You've been listening to me, man. My mind's been, I'm puzzled. You know, I, I, because it's not difficult. I'm not a coach, man. I stayed at a Holiday Inn, but I'm not. A, I'm, I'm not an offensive coordinator. I don't draw plays. I don't do any of that. I barely even play Madden anymore. You know what I'm saying? It's just that right, right. I feel like these are simple things that that can can help a struggling run game, um, and and they don't do it. And I'm wondering if that comes from. I hate to even say this is a coaching tree, but because he's from the Jason Garrett coaching tree, the Scott Linehan coaching tree, that there's a little bit of that. Uh, I don't want to say old school, but but stubbornness in his in his in his right. scheme. I don't know, which is weird, right? Because he comes from boys, right? He comes from college. Exactly. He's young. He's a he's, exactly. He's a he's a millennial, right? So you think he'd be hip to all right. this stuff, but <laughs> it's only when he does the razzle dazzle. Well, you know what I mean. So I just need right. to see him kind of get back into his bag that he was in the first five or so weeks of the season. He was doing a lot of those different things and moving guys around. I did a lot of drive of the games, and and probably every single last one of those drive of the games, maybe not the Patriots one, there was some form of pre-snap motion that had purpose, not, hey, you just come over here. That does nothing. Right. Um, so, you know. It, it looks like yeah, this they, isn't they got, Kellen, yo. So, Ke, Ke, I mean, what I mean is Kellen's not going to do all that stuff. Kellen is who who, who he is. And if that's the case, mm-hmm. then these, these guys are going to have to execute at a high level because it doesn't seem like we're scheming right. things open. Right, right, right. There got to be some more compartments in that bag. There got to be a zipper zipper compartment, a button compartment, a little snap pocket. got to be something else in that bag because he's not giving me much. He's not giving me much at all. Um uh, but before I go into something serious about Jerry Jones, two quick things. One, I love what I saw with Dak Prescott. Um, I thought it uh, looked like he was getting rid of the ball quicker last week. Um, looked like his decision-making was a little bit quicker. Um, he wasn't holding on. When I say holding on, I just mean like he looked like he, it was just coming out of his hand a little quicker and crisper last week. Although um, he did miss, everybody said, why did he go to Zeke in that pass? Um, I know we all hate seeing Zeke go out in that wide receiver slot and they never throw it to him. I think that one time when Kellen drew it up for 
Dak to throw it to Zeke, he was in a slot on Lattimore, mm. and Dak Blake, he just missed him. He threw it behind Isn't him. Isn't that funny? And those are those. He actually yeah. had the leverage, but he didn't he he miss the, the throw. But I still mm-hmm. hate, like, why are you sending him out there on one right, leg? Right, right, right. I didn't like it. Right. But it, but he was <laughs> right. open, though. But, he was But open. he had him. Yeah. But he had him. He had him. He had him. Um, and I want to see Parsons look like Palomalo this Sunday. I just want them to put him mm. all over. Um, but the last thing, uh, I don't want to keep you. Um, I'm a little concerned about Jerry, how he's treating Zeke. Um, I think people need to call him out, um, asking him questions about the line and all that. I don't even know what – I'm in Philly, so I don't know what radio station that is. I don't know why they give him so much time. Well, he, but he for Jerry to say last week, he station. didn't notice. Yeah. <laughs> but for Jerry to say that he didn't notice Zeke limping, oh, I didn't see that. He the said whole that? world, Stevie Wonder. I said oh, that geez. on the lines. I did it on Vox lines. I said, Stevie Wonder can see Zeke limping. Ask DeMarco Murray what Jerry did to him. He ran him into the ground and then let him go. What I'm concerned about is Jerry, we all know he's old school. I won't use the word, but it's one of those things I'm paying him, he's going to play. Opposed to using his brain, the little bit he has, and rest this young fella for later in the season in the playoffs. Why is he dogging this man? I know why. But why can't people pull him aside and say, Dad, Uncle, Granddad, let's rest Zeke for one. You had 10 days. Give him another seven. Clement can come in. Now Zeke has two full weeks to rest. Somebody needs to call Jerry out on that. Can somebody do that in Dallas? No. You know, I don't even have I don't have it up here. I took it off my soundboard. But, but there's a couple of sound bites I had the last time. A, a radio guy kind of got a little chippy with Jerry and, and pushed him a little bit. He, he was like, you know, get your damn act together. You know, I don't like your attitude. You know, he he, he ripped them apart in, 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 in a way. And, no, they can't check Jerry because Jerry, he's like the mob down here. And I, and I, hope, I hope YouTube don't get me, but he liked the mob, man. Jerry got pulled right. at 105. They're the home of the Cowboy Station. If you piss Jerry off on the radio, you think he don't got the pull to be like, hey, I don't like Shan anymore. He always asks these questions that put me in this situation. Get him off. You know what I mean? So nobody's really going to push Jerry Jones. And they can't take him off the radio because that's his spot. And it does well. And same with Steven. Uh, you know, but but I think I'm noticing a pattern here. Ezekiel mm-hmm. Elliott yeah, it's, it's- is paid, like you said. Dak Prescott mm-hmm. is paid. He's come out now in back-to-back weeks and is like, oh, no, 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 these are my guys. These are my guys. Here's what here's what needs to happen or here's what's happening. Jerry, shut up. Like, like what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, he essentially threw his wide right. receivers under the bus yesterday, y'all. I don't know if y'all noticed that. Yes. Um, no, and, I heard it. Yes, and it's, he and it's, it's frustrating <laughs> because if you're a player, granted, Dak, you know, Dak is not going to you – know, he's not going to go into the locker room like, yeah, you heard what Jerry said. That's not Dak. But if you're a player, you're listening right. to your owner kind of basically throw you under the bus. When this is a collective group effort of failure offensively, you, you probably sit back like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Michael Gallup, <laughs> oh, yeah. It's my fault. Oh, yeah. It's my fault, Jerry. Cool. Uh-huh. Cool. <laughs> when you try to shoot me that little hometown discount offer next next year, exactly. I'm going to go, go, ta- go take that same offer in Washington. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, so, you know. Jerry. Exactly. That's what Beasley. Remember, remember Beasley. Um, you know our what was our what was our wide receiver? Yeah, Is it Beasley? Beasley left and yeah. said, "Oh yeah, yeah they, they up there making calls at the front office. 
they are dictating yeah, this and that. Yeah. Yeah. He gave up the tape, <laughs> which we all knew, but I was so glad somebody finally spoke up, you yeah. know. But, yeah, it's, it's just, it's just uh, it's, as you know, as a lover of a running back, I'm old school. Um, I hated years ago how they tried to devalue the position, and I hated uh, what he did to DeMarco, and I'm just seeing it again. Everybody knows Zeke is not the Zeke that first came in the league, but you give Zeke a couple of weeks off, you get a little more creative in his run game, and Zeke will be back to, I'm not going to say to, to, to the young Zeke, but I think Zeke can give you 80 to 120 a game if easy if you if you get back to the A's and B's and you yeah. sprinkle Pollard in and give him 15 touches. And I think we can, you know, go on down this this this, this path to the no. Super Bowl if we get back, you know? Oh, man, all so, facts. Uh, all appreciate facts. your time. Yeah, appreciate you, uh, young fella. I appreciate everybody else, the Vaches and the Laws. And, uh, you know, you guys keep doing what you're doing. One hey, love. Thank you, bro. Appreciate that. Great call, man. Great call. <sighs> Jerry going to be Jerry, man. Jerry going to be Jerry. It just, when it starts, it, it not starts because, again, I've had conversations with a number of uh, former Cowboys within the organization that have, Jerry pops in. This is a unique situation in Dallas, y'all. We all know that. And, and it's why I don't get on here and talk about it every day because y'all know my mantra. This is what you got to deal with as a head coach. And then it trickles down. You know, it's Jerry. So, okay, Jason, this is what you got to deal with. And then the, the players are dealing with Jason in regards to, you know, he is what he is. It's like, okay, players, this is what you got to deal with. You got to overcome it. Now it's Mike, who I like I like better. But this is, is what it is. You, you got to overcome that here and that. And that's why I think when it does happen, when there is a parade downtown Dallas, a few minutes away here, I think it will be the greatest Feet in the Jerry era. Seriously. Because there's cat there's a cap. There's social media. There's Jerry. Big Jerry. Even more Jerry. Um, there's just a lot that comes with Dallas now. Even more so because of th- just the world progressing. That I think when it happens, it'll it'll be it will be the greatest feat in the in the Jerry era. Y'all talking about here in the chat, man. Uh, prime time. Our big stars are all in a contract with the bread. If you notice or trade them until uh, at least another two years. Yeah, I don't want to talk about trading and stuff like that. That's off-season talk. Um, off-season talk. You, you'll, there's going to be cut candidates. We talked about that last year and things like that that are worthy of the discussion depending on what happened in that year. But right now, you, you got all your horses right now. Go win the damn thing. So I look at it. All right, James, let's see if we got you for real this time. Got you, brother. Got you now. What's up? All right. That's what's up. That's what's up. My bad. Some, the, uh, the the phone did something weird. It was like, hey, press this. If you want to unmute, I pressed it, and then I was muted. I was oh, like, oh, yeah. Okay. So I unmuted you, and then you muted yourself. Yeah, I got you. I'll unmute it. I'll unmute you. You just, you just hang tight. Okay, I got you. Yeah. So, you know, uh, that last caller, you know, uh, he uh, – he must not be from Dallas because uh, Jerry Jones is the man for yeah. a reason. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, before they put a statue of the governor up, they will have a statue of Jerry Jones somewhere in the DFW area, you know. And just to piggyback off what you were saying before, uh, like, you know, if 
Jerry Jones wins the Super Bowl in this social media area or era, he will be he already is the richest NFL owner in all the league. If he wins that Super Bowl, oh my goodness. Like how much money they're gonna see. You know what I'm saying? It's ridiculous. You know, I mean, if this dude was arrogant and powerful already, give him another Super Bowl now, oh man. You can take the rails off of him. You know what I'm saying? You know, so uh, I mean that's just that that's that's just what that that's Jerry Jones. He's if, the richest man in NFL. Who's gonna tell him what to do? If the Cowboys win you know? another Super Super Bowl with, with Jerry here, Jerry gonna act a damn fool. I'm telling you that right now. Jerry's going to act a damn fool, and I don't blame him because I am too. Oh. Jerry, me and you both gonna be acting yeah. a fool. So hey. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Like they, I, I don't, I don't know if a lot of people realize that Jerry Jones is so influential in Dallas that when he wins, when the Cowboys win, the whole city makes money. Everybody, I'm talking about from businesses to restaurant chains, all the way down to you know, you go to the hood and you got the man selling stuff on the side of the street. You know what I'm saying? He'll be selling Dallas Cowboys T-shirts and people be buying them off of why? Because Cowboys win. You see what I'm saying? Jerry Jones makes the city money. So, yeah, I do not like the fact that he out here putting Zeke on the line when Zeke, you know, that just opened up a charity for Zeke. And for 80 cents a day, you can you can be a sponsor to get Zeke a new meat. You know what I'm saying? Just hit that Cowboys. You know what I'm saying? The man ain't ready. Well, we still putting them out there because Jerry Jones putting them out there, and that's why. Well, and we all know that's why. Well, yeah. James, let's, let's get back to the game at hand this week. So, it, it, it looks oh, like yeah. it looks like Zeke is. I mean, I mean, there's no practice reports yet. It's Wednesday. This is the first uh, practice where, where a report comes out, I believe. So, here's the thing: if Zeke plays this game, if I'm not mistaken from a from mistaken from a weather standpoint, it's gonna it looks like it's gonna be an ugly, gritty game where you gotta run. What do you yeah. what, what do you do with Zeke, man? Do, do do you do you lead? You got a lot going on in the background, bro. When you lead, do you, do you lead with Zeke or do you lead with Tony Pollard in this game? If it's gonna be a you know a weather type of game, I know my answer until he's right. Yeah, yeah, I, I think what I'm saying, well, what our answer will be, but I think we know what to expect. Number twenty-one, you know what I'm saying. First play with the offense. We're going to run either that zone option to the left, behind the left guard, you know what I'm saying, or we're going to run that power O or that power 2 right off the right side of the center hip just to get a feel and to the strength of their defense because their defensive line is their strength. You know what I'm saying? They got first-round draft pick, Jonathan Allen, and I think they got, uh, is it Deron Payne, is that his name? Yes. Uh, well, Payne, you know, Allen, both there. Like, that's the strength of their defense, and that's what they're going to do. So, but I, this is where this is where I feel we have an advantage and a very strong chance to win this game. I don't I, I don't believe in their secondary. I don't believe in Curl Fuller. He's good, but I don't believe in him against Amari uh, Cooper. See what I'm saying? And um, uh, it's one more guy that they have. You know what I'm saying? That's uh, been successful on other teams. I, I don't believe in him. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I don't believe in those guys. I believe we need to press them 
our rivalry, we need to go down the field and make them earn their 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 this bravado that they got coming into this game. You know, I don't like that. I was saying that uh, in the Saints game. Don't give this team unearned momentum going into these drives just because you're not executing. You see what I'm saying? It ain't like they doing something to stop you. It's just you're not executing. You see what I'm saying? And I, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm, if, if this game, we don't need to give them any unearned motivation, momentum going into these drives. If we are succinct in our timing, if we're executing, if we're making the plays, if we're on the same page and C.D. Lamb doesn't turn to the right outside shoulder instead of the inside shoulder, if we clear stuff like that up, they're not going to get the momentum and we're going to crush them early. You see, I think that's so. That's going to be our key at that time. And I think somebody was talking about the uh, offensive line and stuff and why that's so crucial, why we don't do this and all this other stuff. Timing is everything. Okay, if you don't have the timing down, that messes up the whole offensive play, and that's why we're that's why we're seeing what we're seeing because the timing is off between that and the offensive alignment. Because instead of that being able to do the three step that, do read one, read two, bam, hit the person that's open. You see what I'm saying? You know, or the slow developing play where he can just sit there and hold the ball, hold the safety in the middle, then bam, hit a corner or something, or hit the uh, hit the corner on the on the sideline. He can't do that now. Why? Because he's getting pressure. He's getting penetration. He instead of him feeling like, okay, I got time to throw the ball. You now he's holding that thing. Okay, let me run. You see what I'm saying? You know, I won't take too much up for it. But you know, uh, just expand on that a little bit. Just expand on that a little bit. Which which part? I, that's a lot there, Jim. <laughs> oh my God! There's a lot going on. There. Let's, let's go back to let's 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 let's, let's go back. Because here's my thing. I'm trying to find the weather report because I think that plays a major factor. I, I'm not one of those dudes that's trying to go into this game throwing the ball a whole bunch in a game that's going to be raining. That's a recipe for disaster. Um, so I don't, I've gotta, I'm trying to find this weather report. If, the weather, if it's a bunch of rain in this game, you're going to have to run the ball. I mean, that, I mean that's just point blank, period. You're going to have to run the rock, and that, and that means you're going to have to get creative in doing so because this is a good interior uh, run defense. Yeah. But but again, it, it, to, to, be, tomorrow we'll break down be like, specifically. Uh, but but see, Nobles just said it's going to be 49 and sunny. So uh, that's the thing. I think it all depends on <laughs> what the weather is going to be like. Um, if the weather is just going to be a cold, crispy, you know, football game, then cool. Yeah, man, let's let's do what we do, which is spread them out and uh, take advantage of these one-on-ones. Uh, but if it's going to be one of those games where it's got to be gritty, usually I feel very comfortable, you know, with Zeke and the offensive line and Tony Pollard and things like that. But of late, the offensive run game just hasn't been there. So they got to gain my confidence back. Yeah, I, you know, but I, I, what I disagree, because Zeke is hurt and our offensive line doesn't really have a mojo working right now, you know what I'm saying? I think, you know, any game that we come into – we're going to have to treat like we did week one, our short pass game like a run game. Because until mm-hmm. we get a healthy Z, yeah. If, if, if we got to win games throwing the ball 60 times, you can forget about a parade. Ah. Forget about a parade. Ah. Yeah, well, forget that, about that, a parade. That, like you, you I, I don't know. I don't know when it's going to happen, but you you need to find a rhythm to get back to being balanced. You're not winning the Super Bowl throwing the ball. What did you throw the ball 58 times in week one? It ain't happening. Yeah, 58 times. <laughs> yeah, 
I mean, but it, you're right. You, I, I can't, I can't. You, you can't substitute. You can't substitute running game. We've been seeing it. Belichick proved it last week. You know what I'm saying? You know, you can throw the ball four times or run the ball thirty-five times to win the game. You know what I'm saying? So you know, yeah, but- control position, all that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there it is. There it is. So uh, I, I just want to say this, guy. Appreciate you. We love you. To everybody who's out there listening, guys, all right, which, what week is it? This week 13? This week 14? Y'all been rocking with us. To all the new fans, thank you for rocking with us. If you got time right now, you got your phone in your hand, shut down the chat, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, flip over to Twitter. Type in Sky A to Z, whichever one you want. Hit that follow button. You see what I'm saying? Because this content that you're getting right here, you heard it before. We're not wild, wild. We're going to go in and beat everybody. It's objective. My daughter in the background, southern me, you know what I'm saying? You know, she's my hype man. You know, we doing this. We're going all the way to the top. Sky's the limit. All your Cowboys coverage is here, baby. And it's A to Z sports. And if you in Dallas, come to Texas Live and kick it with us, man. Come hang out. Love all the people. Join the game. Make sure these Cowboys on to the win. Scott, that's all I got to say. Love you, baby. Have a good day. Have a good week. Cowboys, let's get that victory. My man, appreciate you, bro. <laughs> James always with the fire, man. Always with the fire. Hey, game day live. This is what he's talking about. Where else you want to go? Don't nobody do it like us, bro. Oh, my Goodness. We beat the brakes off y'all. Whoop that trick. Whoop that trick. Oh, I love game day lives, man. I have a lot of fun. A lot of fun. A lot of work, but a lot of fun at the same time, man. Uh yeah, a lot to unpack there. And I know we're we're kind of getting into the offense a little bit today, because that's what we do. We kind of jump around, but tomorrow we're probably gonna dive in more specifically offensively. I will say this of the run game. I think getting Cooper back actually helps. Not just not just talking about loading the box, not loading the box numbers game. Blocking. Like one of the things Mari Cooper doesn't get enough credit for is his blocking, especially when he has to come down and seal the edges against some defensive ends or linebackers. Uh I want like I said, I went back last week and watched some some early film um in regards to why we weren't running why we aren't running outside as much. It's still a mystery, but when we were, uh, Coop had a lot of good crackdown blocks. Even Lamb gets his nose dirty sometimes, too. Um, so I'm hoping we can kind of get back to that. But if it's going to be a clean game in the sense of the weather-wise, then, yeah, I think we need to go back to being that 11 personnel offense and be creative out of it. And 12, let's, let's just not, you know, let's make no mistake about it. We, we've had success in 12 as well, but let's get back to doing what we were doing earlier in the season now that we have some cohesion. And again, we'll probably re- be repeating ourselves tomorrow, but it's all good. Y'all still like to see Okoye and I talk ball, so we'll we'll talk ball uh, across the way, all across the team. Uh, what's going on, my guy? Uh, Keystone in the building, seven one seven. And hey, you know what, James? I might have to get you to do a voiceover on the game day live. Like James was basically working with A to Z last week, man. He, he's a great hype man, man. I appreciate you and your support, man. And, uh, hey, your daughter hyping us up, too. I'm with it. You know, it's all good. I know how it feels. <laughs> I know how it feels, man. All right, man, we got O'Head back in the building. He said he missed the show yesterday, man. What's up, man? How you doing? Well, well 
let me tell you, son, uh, when, when I own the damn radio station, I'll say what I want. Pretty much. Yeah. That's, that's the attitude. Pretty much. That's the attitude. And I, and I dislike it as much as, you know, it has nothing to do with my age. I have, uh, I, you know, I was one of the few people that when it, they came in and announced that the Cowboys were sold and that Tom Landry was stepping out and that Jimmy Johnson was coming in, I was one of the few long-term Cowboy fans that said hot dog because it was time to make a major change. Unfortunately, you got an oil business guy, a wildcatter, who by, you know, just by the, the nature of the business, he has to be overly confident in his own abilities because if you know anybody, you know, my granddad was in some wildcatting back, uh, you know, 70 years ago, and you've got to think, this I'm going to make the right decision. So sometimes it blows up in your face. But Jerry, you know, the one thing he's good at is making money, and the NFL loves him because he has taught them how to make money yeah, yeah, with the uh, marketing strategies and everything else. Unfortunately, when he comes in and says, I'm going to be involved in everything from socks to jocks, well, that's great. But you've got what he forgets about is the coach he had – was the true general manager of the team. You know, Jerry takes credit for it, but Jimmy's the one that made it work. And th- at the beginning of this year, Jerry said, I admit that I, and he used the word, but it started with an F, you know, that he effed up by doing that. And Jimmy has come back and said, that's the biggest regret of my life, you know, is leaving or, or being fired or whatever you want to call it. But the fact is, even with salary cap coming in like it did, uh, they, they had Stephen Jones as a salary cap dollar expert early before anybody else knew how to do it. They could have probably, and this is speculation, I realize, but they could have probably brought home at least two more Lombardis, maybe more, if Jimmy had just stayed in it and Jerry had gotten the heck out of the way. But Jerry can't stand for someone else to get the credit when the money and the checks are signed by Jay Jones. And and that's that's obvious, but a lot of people think that when Jerry says he knows everything about it, that he really knows everything about it. And the thing he does know how to do is make money, and it's gotten to the point where, you know, his billions have continued to grow. I think I saw a program the other night showing all the toys that he has from private jets to helicopters to the $250 million yacht. You've seen the YouTube about Jerry Jones, I'm sure, and he's his his worth somewhere is right around nine billion, not counting, I mean, including the Cowboys and AT and T Stadium and all that. So anybody that thinks I don't know what I'm doing, but I continue to grow billions, you know, he can't accept the fact that he needs to turn leadership over to somebody else. I thought this year was going to be the time, but. With COVID and everything, he saw his opportunity to sneak back in, and uh, we don't know what's going on in the offices, who's really making the calls, if McCarthy really has something to say about it, personnel-wise or whatever. Um, But, you know, Will McClay needs to be left alone. They need to name him general manager and get out of the way, except for Steven doing his magic with the uh, salary cap, which he's always done. You don't Steven. you don't think so? No, Steven is a cap wizard. He just gets on my nerves how cheap he is. Well, cheap he, in the he sense does. of he, you he, know what? he, he don't he don't go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead. 
cheap in the sense that you know he won't he he got bit by well i don't think he got bit but he thinks he got bit by brandon carr so now he's like i'm not paying for anybody else outside the organization okay when other teams are winning super bowls by doing that but all right (laughs) he he made that mistake and now they're afraid to pay for anybody um except for the quarterback i think i think they're they're really getting second guessed on zeke's contract now uh and i feel bad for zeke because just what you talked about before, um, I, that, I swear, I, I, I came in when you were talking. It sounded like you were talking to Drew Pearson. The, oh, the James. gentleman earlier before. James, no, yeah. No, it was before James. Oh, before James? Long, long-term, long-term conversation. It sounded, like, it sounded like Drew Pearson. But, you know, he was, he was saying, and I thought, wow, he sure is being honest because Jerry sure did him a favor with the Hall of Fame thing. But anyway – yeah, you know, what you what you what you got what you what you got for the uh for the game this week? Because because Jerry, I knew I knew this is why I don't talk Jerry because I knew Jerry would take us down this road where we get frustrated and things like that. And I don't blame y'all. Definitely the the old heads in the group who who have went through this prior to me even being born uh, with I Jerry. And, so and, and I and I start talking about the history, and I know that yeah that goes into an area it goes and, go into. But yeah. you know, some of us lived it. I mean, I've anyway. I think what you said, they need to let Pollard carry the load. I don't know if Clements, you know, has anything left in the tank to, to be an effective backup. But one thing I do know is that, like you said, when you can see the man limping, talking about uh, Zeke, when you can see him limping out there and the line is not giving him any help uh, as far as blocking schemes, whether it's Kellen or whether it's the the line or a combination of all of the above, or maybe the league has him figured out now and they just haven't made any adjustments. But Zeke, they're gonna they're gonna run Zeke to the point where he's damaged permanently, and they're gonna be looking to unload him, and they still have a salary cap hit next year, I believe, of considerable chunk. They can't just unload him and and write him off like so much garbage. And I think I think Zeke still has. Um, you know, I think he still has something in the tank if they'll just let him heal. And like somebody said earlier, and what I've been saying all along, he needs a couple of games where he doesn't do anything. Totally, you know, totally off the field, inactive. Let his knee, you know, let his knee heal and and do that. And I think uh, as as soon as Zach starts, I mean, uh, Dak starts feeling like he's got that protection again. Um, I think he'll start making the throws that he needs to make. But, you know, when you got somebody slapping you in the ear, it's like you pointed out to me last week, it's kind of hard to make a decent throw. So uh, we just we just need to get back to where we were and, and uh, maybe getting McCarthy back on the field will, uh, you know, help to give some leadership and, and some guidance there. But Jerry needs to stay the hell out of the way, and, and I don't think that will ever happen until we're – until we're announcing his funeral on TV. And I don't mean to be disrespectful Ooh. about anybody dying. I'm just saying if, if he won't stay out of the way, <laughs> the only way that we're ever going to make any progress in reality is keeping Jones, you know, out of the, out of the, the business. I mean, the, out of the operation of the team. And I, I wish there was another way to put it, but I don't, I don't see that he's ever going to have enough sense to stay out of it because he thinks as long as he's making money, he's the man that knows what's going on. And the two don't necessarily equate. 
you know, he may he he may not be making your your big paycheck, but but you know, he's he's still up there in the in the, I mean, <laughs> I'll trade places. Yeah. I'll trade places with Jerry Jones but in a heartbeat. Anyway, <laughs> I just I had to get in today. I'm fixing to head trade into a meeting. And I, I, I just want to let you know I hadn't hadn't forgotten about you. You didn't make me mad. I wasn't going off with take my toys and go home. I've oh, been no, you're good, man. taking care of my taking care of the granddaughter every day and and unfortunately you know what's been on my YouTube for about six hours a day. You know, it's 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 we're back to Coco Melon. I didn't want to bring ah. it up. <laughs> you, you had been there you. before, so I hear you. So anyway, listen, y'all have a have a great day. I'll try to holler at you sometime later on this week. But uh, you know, I am one hundred and ten percent cowboys. I just wish Jones would get his own ego out of the way and start focusing more on the team than himself. That's my main gripe. Don't hold your breath and, over uh, here, man. Yeah, Jimmy, Getting Jimmy Johnson back for a general manager might not be a not, might not be a bad idea either. But uh, Jimmy's game's passed. Got, yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy done. Yeah, let, let just Jimmy well, keep, he, keep calling. He can games. make money just showing up on TV. So anyway, yeah. listen, you be good, bro. Thanks, man. And I appreciate what you're doing, and say hello to everybody for me and to my buddy Tony out in Tampa. You know, just be safe. Be he's probably trying to get the Christmas toys delivered at the last minute. So yeah, help Santa out, and we'll talk at you later, man. Have a great day. All right, brother. Appreciate you. I'm about to get a segment for old heads. It's going to be the old head segment. This is going to be a segment. The segment is what it is. Appreciate the call, Ed. Um, He talked about Jimmy being a GM. Now, I think Stevie Mack brought up a potential name earlier, which he ain't the only one who brought this up or was talked about before. But I would be interested in, 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 in Troy Aikman. Probably like, ah, screw Troy, H Dallas, yada, yada, yada. I'd be interested. If, if he wants to bring someone that's not in the building, I think Will McClay would be a fine general manager. I would just let Will McClay do his thing. Um, I'd be interested in Troy. Yeah. Troy Aikman. Don't think about that. <laughs> they need to be on the timer. <laughs> you can call in, Steve. You can call in, man. Get your, get your, get, get, you can get your, your take off, too, man. I, I try. It's maybe I, maybe I go too long, but I try to let everybody get. Whatever it is off their chest. I could tell Old Head had some on his mind about Jerry Jones. I ain't mad at him. You know, y'all, you know, people like that have been through Tom in the in the early stages of Jerry and then through this stages of Jerry. I, I I didn't get a chance to see Tom in the beginning stages of Jerry. I didn't I was too young to understand all that. So so hey man, I get it, man. I, I get the frustrations, you know. Get it out. Get off the chest. 469, I think you've been on hold. 469, you there? Yup, yup. What's going on, bro? What's going on, man? I'm good. How are you? Good, good, man. I'm good. Appreciate you. Thanks. Yeah, I'm just calling in, man. You know, I just seen, uh, I'll get my, you know, my takes off. Sure. Yeah, go ahead, man. Really, with Jerry, man, I don't even have a problem with Jerry anymore because he just been doing it so long, man. You know how you, you, you try to tell your kid to stop doing something, they just keep doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it. You just, man, you just gonna have to learn one day. So I just think yeah. I, I know we all like we all just go at Jerry about it, but he 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 like I, it's one like, of those oh. things where <laughs> but, it is but, what it is. Like it's not gonna change. So yeah, we we just kind of yeah. just you know it is what it is, man. Because in Jerry eyes, he looked like I have. He, he probably looked at it like I have won more Super Bowls being in a you know in a limelight than I have not being in a limelight. Which it don't make sense. 
I'm talking about compared to other franchises. I ain't talking about the 25 years we haven't won shit, but yeah, but uh, neither here or there. Uh, my real thing is, man, I was uh, I was watching that Kurt Warner uh breakdown of Dak and the offense. Great and, breakdown, man. It was man. a beautiful job, beautiful Can, job that he did. Before I let you go on yeah, again, go I want to recommend watching that because what Kurt does, he's a, he does a beautiful job explaining everything from the quarterback position. Issues on a certain play to the actual play call and design that's a problem to the down and distance um, receivers cutting off routes or or, or what have you uh, to the quarterback maybe coming off of a read because he doesn't see it open right away and then it comes like it's just it's beautifully broken down. Uh, somebody said that you know I got frustrated watching it. If you can get frustrated if you're you know you're upset about the game even though they won, but I think it's actually informative because now you can see why. Everything is an issue with the offense from Dak not Mm -hmm. hitting where he needs to hit from the offensive line, not protecting from the play call being not a good play call from the receivers, not running the correct route. Um, It's just a collective issue on offense. And I think if if you are blaming on on one portion, be it Kellen, be it Dak, being an O-line, you're wrong. That that breakdown kind of illustrates it. But I just want to get that out, bro. Go ahead. No, you. That's perfectly. You, you put the words right. I mean, you took the words right out of my mouth because that was a collective issue. That was the biggest thing that I noticed too. And I know everybody likes to go off on Dak and Zeke in a run game O line, but you see how we got problems with everywhere. And even with those problems, man, we still putting up points. So that's like the the silver lining to everything I get. But and there's some things we can fix. But even with that, I would say it does start with Dak. And that's just me personally. I feel like they. That's the nature of the beast, the ain't breakdown. it? Exactly, exactly. And I, I don't know if that mental is there all the way, because I I feel I feel like to me he's he's trying too much. You know what I'm saying? He's trying to do too much. Uh, and I just think like if he if he just calms down and really just watch the game, like even one of those plays, I don't know. I think it was the coop the coop catch, and I think I don't know how many balls coop caught. I think that was his only. They one. only caught two but, balls. Okay, but the real the, the first uh the first one he caught, CD was wide open on. No, that. no, no. I mean touchdown. No, he wasn't. See, see, I I noticed somebody you don't think said so? no, 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 no. I, somebody said that. I think it was on Twitter or something. I think he, he and had, I, no, I, I could see one man there. Did I you did you watch him, the did you watch the bird's eye view? The safety. Ah, nah, I didn't see. I ain't gonna lie and say I did. The okay. Was over there. Yeah, yeah. So the safety played that okay. correctly. Oh, CD would have called it, and he would have had to either run out of bounds or had to dance around the yeah. safety, and then the, the linebacker would have rallied That's what over. I was okay. Yeah, but but no, he made the right. Okay. He made the right right, right play. It was a forty-one yard gain. But but there's right. other plays so where. Do, if you say that, I give you that. But yeah, 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 I can just say there was other plays where. Yeah, there's other was, plays. Yeah. Like he was trying to, in his mind, he was anticipating something. And it didn't happen the way that he thought it was gonna happen. Like he probably thought that this safety was gonna uh it was gonna drag he was gonna he was gonna um drop down in the box or he didn't expect it to, you know what I'm saying, the safety to drop back in coverage. Like that's that's mental. So I think he can easily fix that because that's uh he, he I mean he did it the first half of the season. And And honestly that's he, my, he just has to I know this is easier said than done. Because we don't play the, we don't play in those trenches, and we don't we don't get hit as a quarterback. But he honestly just has to maybe blindly trust his offensive line. You know, even exactly. even if 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 he, you know it's not it's great right now, just kind of just say screw it, man. I'm going to go through these progressions 
with the trust that you guys are going to hold up. Because I think what he's saying is, all right, man, if you don't break open in two seconds over here, I'm coming off you going here because I don't have time. You know what I'm saying? And yep. these, and, and that's the problem when you have a almost strictly timing-based offense <laughs> is it's, it's designed with, I need you to be here right now. And I'm going to throw the ball here right now. And I think that's where the problem was with him and Michael Gallup. I don't think Michael Gallup is a right here, right now wide receiver. He's a just throw the ball up and go get the ball. Wide throw receiver. the ball up and I'm going to catch it. Yeah, and Dak yep. is wanting to throw yep. it to a position. And you saw one of the miscommunications, a weird third and seven, uh, where Dak threw a comeback route and Michael Gallup ran a go route. So there's just the there, route, there's yep. just not communication and, and cohesiveness with all three of those guys back. And and let's be real, brother. Like, they've played – you know how many games they played together this year? Like two, maybe three. I think two. I know they played – I think everybody came back in the Falcons let's, game. Let's call it two and, and a half. Let's call it two and a yeah. half because, because Mark Cooper only played 20 snaps against the Saints. But Saints game, Falcons game, uh, and – Half of the Bucks game, yeah, but then Gallup went out. out. So they they really haven't. I mean, and think about not just games, but practice. So they they haven't even practiced collectively in a while. So that miscommunication, I feel like, is just going to happen. But like you said, it all comes back though on the cue because that's the nature of the beast. At the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? You you're you're going to fall on your shoulders. So context be damned. Figure it out. I'm probably I'm probably gonna make a lot of people mad when I say this, but I think we need to do one more change on the offensive line. And I just this is like our probably like our last change, but we got to go back to that offensive line we had the first half of the season. I I I, I mean I like Leo. Hey, if I that's what it needs to player. be, that's what it needs to be, bro. We were dominating the first half. We was top five in running. We were top five in throwing. Like the offense and the defense both were playing balanced, and, and and to me it's just I just feel like I just feel like that that's what changed. And I hate to even put it out there like that, but even game one we lost Zach Morton game one with the Bucks, and Layel was there. Layel was playing, and our run game didn't perform well. I think we only I think Zeke only had like sixty seven yards or something like that or whatever. The run game not performing well had nothing to do with Layel Collins. I, I, okay. I'm, I'm kind of hearing and I, this and I, and I, a little bit here, bro. Let, let me I, let me let me say this. Let me say this okay. about Lyle Collins. Lyle Collins has been your best run blocking right tackle, or no, not right tackle, best run blocking offensive lineman since he's returned. That's no joke. He's been the best run blocking offense. The running issue has nothing to do with Lyle Collins. This is more to do with the collective problems from Zeke being injured from your offensive coordinator not having any creativity in the run game and from your offensive line as a whole just not playing well. But if you want to break it down individually, so that's, that's you got I'm a saying. center and left that's guard exchange. Saying, a center left that's guard what I'm issue. So what happened, though? What happened? I, I, I just told from you. the first time, we went from like – I just told you. Listen. But listen. Yeah, yeah. Listen. So Zeke. I'm talking about the creative part. Because Kelly was very Kel- Exactly. But, but, that, but that's – that's a massive part of why the, the the offense running game worked, in my opinion. Right, you you had a healthy Ezekiel Elliott who was making people miss, who was seeing things better, who's not playing on one freaking leg. You had Tony Pollard, five of the first six games he got double digit carries. 
two of the last six, he's only gotten double digit carries. You know what I mean? So like right. we're we're literally reverting or regressing from the things we did well. And then you do have the offensive line shuffle. Um, my my thing is just find a five, grow with it. If it's if it's if you think it's Terrence Steele and and, and not Collins, but Terrence Steele and uh, Williams, so be it. My belief, bro, is that I think you're good at right tackle with with whatever you do. However, I believe Lyle Collins is too good of an individual player to just rot on the bench. So you put him on the bench. No, I don't want right. to put him on the bench. I so, would rather. I'm done with the whole Connor games, man. Those, those little squid Connor games. Squid Both of them, they both need to go, bro. They both need to get their little numbers. What, I, don't, I forgot to hear. What do you say? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. The, but yeah, bro. Like I would rather just go ahead and take my my lump right now and put Lair the left guard. Give him these last five games to kind of get his foot under under him at that position, and then I would just take that in the playoffs. Cause I would just hate putting Connor Williams out there. He does a great job for three and a half quarters. You get a penalty. Last five minutes, he gets a guy. Man, I would, <laughs> and we lose, and we get kicked out of field goal range or touch to the red zone because of it. Mm. Man, Cowboy Nation would just lose it. So I I don't know about that. I'd rather just go ahead and just put Lael right there right now. And just go with that lineup, but you know tell you I, this. I agree with you about the whole Zeke thing. Zeke needs to sit. Zeke needs it, to sit. He needs to. He needs to recover, man. He just needs to recover. We don't. We don't need him as much right now, but especially with TP running the way he's running. If he's so. healthy, we we need him, but but he's not, and and I think exactly. he's a detriment. But but if you if you're going to do LC to left guard, I feel like man, this is the time to do it. Like like this is yeah. the time to do it because. Yep. You don't want to do this two games before the playoffs, right? Like, ah, we're making another exactly. change. It's too much. This is too much going on, man. I'm at the point. It was a fun exactly. little conversation, you know, when you're 6-1. and one, You got 12 games left, whatever, right? You got all these games left. All right, now we're down to the nitty-gritty. You uh, Unfortunately, you thought you were going to have your starting five for whatever it was for the whole season. But you had, you know, Connor getting penalties, and they wanted to bring in Lyle, and you got Tyron goes out, still goes out, like I'll get suspended. So you you had no choice. Now yeah. everybody's back. Figure Everybody out back. Yep. what you want to do and let's roll. Yep. So I mean that's all I had to say, man. Appreciate Great call. Oh man, it's always good talking to you, man. And you know what I'm saying? Let's go ahead and get this W wrap this division up and then we can go celebrate all together as as one. And maybe if we win a Super Bowl, all Cowboy fans can come together. And enjoy the parade, and we can just leave all that that division behind behind us and stuff. I, I, I tell you something right now, bro. There's gonna be some cowboy fans that still ain't gonna be happy. Nah, man, don't say that, man. I'm telling you, we all need to we all need to go find them, man. We just do a, a hey, business, smoke uh, cowboy witch hunt. Okay, got you, bro. Appreciate you, man. Smoke fourteen, you must have just jumped into the chat. <laughs> you keep sending donations, talking about this. Kurt Warner video. That's that's what we've been talking about for the last 15 minutes or whatever it was. Uh, 10 minutes was the Kurt Warner video. But, hey, I appreciate Super Chat. Super Chat. I'll, I'll read them, even though still, watch the Kurt Warner talk our, our last game, bro. We did that. Um, Kurt Warner showed the offense tape versus the Saints. It's on YouTube, and it's deep, too. Need to watch, man. Zeke is not the issue, just his knee. Uh, we, we've, been, we've been talking about that. It's all good, Smoke. Uh, just running back a little bit. Zeke is absolutely a major part of the issue in the run game, but not the only issue. That's what I was telling the the caller. I forget his name. My apologies, bro. Um, is that why isn't the run game what it was? Well, a multitude of things. 
your running back literally is playing on one leg. Number one. Not saying that's a number one thing, but just one. Point two, your offensive line is not as good as it was earlier in the season. I think Williams is a better run blocker. Covering is not. You know, it is. Uh, number three, your scheme is not being called the same. And I wonder if it has to do with Kellen Moore knowing Ezekiel Elliott can't hit those outside runs. Ezekiel Elliott can't make the cutback. Everything is A gap, B gap, A gap, B gap from the shotgun. It's There's nothing creative out of it. Play action seems to go obsolete. One series is working like hell. He throws it away. I watched, again, I told you, I got a little jealous watching this Washington game um, since we're talking about Washington's offense, and it's because they run a ton of play action. Their offensive, their running scheme is so embedded in their passing offense that if they had a good quarterback or if they had actual weapons, I'm not saying top, Heineke is a, is, a, is a bomb or anything, but if we had that damn type of offense, just a little bit of it, I feel that we could be even more deadly. Even with the injuries that, that aren't the injuries, but yeah, the injuries and the um, continuity issues up front, because it's not about the talent up front. It's more so the scheme. And I think what we saw over the last month and a half, two months, is that we're relying on the talent solely. And I, I've been saying this for years. Sometimes when you're down bad, you have to be able to out-scheme another opponent. You have to be able to out-coach another opponent. And I thought we were doing that pretty well earlier in the season, but that could just be, hey, our talent was healthy. Now it's not, and it's like, yo, number four, I, 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 need, you to, <laughs> I need you to win this, bruh. Well, coach, you're you going to do... Nah. You beat him, you beat him, you beat him. Y'all block. <laughs> Make it happen. And um, that, that's not... You're just not going to win Super Bowl that way. You know what I mean? Now, if all the horses are there, nine times out of ten, usually that's not the case. Somebody's hurt, somebody's hampered. You're not going to have the Great Wall of China and Dallas in front of you. It's going to be issues. Got to find a way to scheme around that. And then as a cue, overcome that. Uh, Samuel, appreciate the donation. Super chat. Uh, he says, what do you think about sitting Zeke, getting Lamb some touches at running back? So, you, you know, Samuel, you probably just jumped up in here over the last couple days. I'm, I need to sit Zeke. That's where I'm at with it. But, yes, we talked about C.D. Lamb earlier in the year. This is some word that creativity. It just dis- disappeared. C.D. Lamb was getting touches out the backfield. No. I'm not saying give him 10 carries a game. But my boy Foot says something that really had me thinking, like, they should utilize him kind of how the Niners utilize Debo Samuels because they're very similar after the catch. These are yak guys. These are tough guys to bring down. I'm like, yo, that's true. Get the ball in your playmaker's hands. Little things like this, I think, would help your 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 run game uh, when you're being a bit basic. <clears throat> Let me see here, man. Yeah, uh, it's all egg hey, smoke. It's all good smoke. I just saw that you were very uh, adamant about the, the Kurt Warner thing. But yeah, we've been talking about the Kurt Warner. And again, I'll reiterate, go watch it. It, it. it really takes you inside the mind of a Hall of Fame quarterback and, and what he sees and, and really what he's coaching. Because what he's doing is he's, he's taking the tape and he's saying these are the coaching points in the film room. It's really good stuff. It's really good stuff. Um. Wayne says, Sky, I live right down the street from FedEx. The weather report says 69. Oh, 69. 79% chance of rain. 
Oh, Saturday, 69, 79% chance of rain. Sunday, 48 degrees, 3% chance of rain. So, okay. So, we'll have a, a basically just a nice, crisp, cold uh, noon kickoff here. 1 o'clock kickoff at FedEx Field. Trash Field, by the way. I mean, I know y'all saw the video of pipes bursting and sewage just leaking on fans. It's an awful, it's, a, it's an awful field. I've been there a number of times cheap to go but <laughs> that's a terrible feel man d-block says hey sky is kellen more that guy about to find out don't know anymore i think kellen moore is a smart dude there's no doubt about it i i i think kellen moore is going to be head coach in this league i think kellen moore can dial it up been tough it's been tough the last month and a half but i'm not all the way out on kellen it's more of a they got a hold on kellen Put a hold on you real quick, man. Um, and it's not all his fault. And that's why I say go watch the Kurt Warner thing. That kind of illustrates a little bit of the issues. Kind of over the last month, not just on uh, Thursday. Uh, Killing to be Dylan says defense has figured out Dallas's game, and we just need to adjust and, of course, get healthy. Great point. Great point. Uh, Special K said... I don't know why we're talking about left guard for next year. We got it on the team, and it's Lyle. That's something we talk about a lot, ain't it, Special K? You know, next year, if you don't want to draft a guard, I'm telling you, man, the conversation now to move like If you're going to do it, do it now. But if you're not, the conversation's in the offseason. I think you you roll with Lyle at left guard next year because you have that offseason to get it together right. Lyle can train to be the left guard. Because as, as much as most people believe this is like some Madden where you can just, oh, I'm just going to put you out of position you ain't played in five years um, and you're going to excel at this high elite level, that ain't how it works. You know, there's a lot of training, a lot of practice that goes with it, and they can't do that do that during the season because you got, what, two padded practices? I don't even know if you have that. Um, so if that's why if they're going to do it, do it now so we can have five games of, of actually playing in a game. If you're not going to do it, I would most certainly revisit this in the off season and you got still under contract you can probably extend them on the very cheap cheap and then you move Lyell who's locked up for long term you got Tyron locked up long term Biotish on a rookie deal Zach locked up for long term you still got McGovern as just you you know your swing utility guy and you continue to still draft offensive line you got Matt Forniak in the whole get you another center, get you another guard, and, and you continue to just keep that depth, that offensive line. Dario. Dario, his question, is Zeke hurt? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, he is hurt. My man James said, this is what's been missing, those complex reads, Cedric Wilson option pass, CD handoff. I didn't even think about that. When the last time said did something? We've, we've seen the... We've seen the razzle-dazzle with TP. Smoke says he wants a beast of a center and a dog of a left guard in the draft. Uh, just like we beg for safety, we need that next. Oh, man, Help me, please, with a safety. Uh, I would love to draft a high-end safety. Center could use some competition. Could use some competition. Sadiqa said anything. What's up, Sadiqa? <laughs> anything is better than the Buffalo weather. Buffalo weather was awful. Yeah, I don't want to get too far into uh, into draft. Can't, honestly, one of my favorite parts of, of doing this is the offseason. It's, it's really fun. 
I hate the dead periods, but the offseason is awesome. But we'll, we'll get to all that afterwards. Right now, we got to focus on Sunday. And today we started that, and it was about the Washington Washingtons. I mean, we can pull it up here. The Washington Washingtons offense versus the Cowboys defense and what they like to do well. Uh, and I think we went over it pretty good today. I'm going to get with my man Zakoye. We'll probably talk more about it tomorrow. Um, and, and also their defense and how the Cowboys offense can hopefully get out in front. Because I, like you, someone called and said, we say this every week, but what made the Cowboys run defense even better earlier than the, in the year was the offense putting pressure on the opposing offense to throw the rock. So it's going to be very key for the Cowboys offense to kind of get out in front of a football team who is not known for passing. So we'll get into all that with Okoye tomorrow. So make sure y'all, y'all return and y'all lock in. It's going to be good as always. X's and O's with Okoye is, is, is dope. It's great. I'm pretty sure he'll probably break something down in the next today or tomorrow. I'm not sure. But we'll have it here. We'll have it here. Uh, the Reaper says, has anyone seen Parsons stop? Has stopped running in some plays? Stopped running in some plays. Like, like being winded? That's interesting. What what are we what are we getting at? What what is that? What are we, what are we saying? <laughs> I'm not sure what that what that means. I would need I need I, would, I need to know what the context is behind that. What, what are we talking about here? Because if it's, if it's, if we're complaining about Micah, is that the one we really want to? Is that the one? I don't I don't think he the one. You know. So just a little bit curious. Okay, here we go. I love when Stephen Mack hits me with the hashtag sky because there's always some news that comes behind it. Uh, Stevie Mack says Montez Sweat is out. Tested positive for COVID. Hope he recovers well for COVID. Um, tomorrow we're going to be talking about the defense. So now, you know, that will be part of it. Montez Sweat, Sweat is out. Is there anything else, Stevie Mack, from a Cowboys position that, that you need to drop here that I need to know before we head out? Anything else? Shundra says, so he's saying Parson gives gives up on plays. That is interesting. I don't normally come away with that from my film breakdown from, from Micah. Uh, but I'll, I'll go back and take a look. I'll definitely go back and take a look. Um, I do think you may be seeing a winded guy. And that's one thing I noticed with Micah, and, and I was a little worried on the pass play uh, against, who was it, uh, Kenny Stills. I felt like Micah was a little tired, and I said, damn, they caught Micah one-on-one. And they hit him, hit him with, I think it was a Texas route or a wheel route or something up the seam, but he's still fast. And he, he, he made a play on the ball, got a tip and interception. So, yeah, if Micah gets worn out, and that's the thing about playing him at defensive end a lot, is he can get worn out. And like most players, man, you know, you get tired, you get tired. You ain't going to have it all the way through. But that is interesting. You know, I'll, I'll go back and I'll keep an eye on, on Micah giving up on plays. Um, I whew, I don't take Micah for a guy that gives up. Uh, but but I, I would just kind of just off base. What I think it might be is him just being winded. I, that's all I got for you. You know, uh, it's NFL. I don't think you'll hear Micah come out, though, and say, no, I don't go 100% every play. You won't hear him come out and say that. 
um, we got here. TC said, running around making all the plays like Superman is going to be winded. I'm, I'm definitely that. That's I mean, that's all I. I don't really see him being a guy that gives up on play. I've seen him chase down too many people. I've seen him fight through too many things to believe he's one of those guys. But I'll keep an eye on it. I'll keep an eye on it. Uh, Noble said our D was on the field the whole time. That can't happen. That can't happen this week. That's one of the things we talked about in our notes for this offense. Washington will try to command time of possession and dominate it and keep your D on the field. So with that said, guys, excuse me. Oh, yeah. My man Sosa, I saw you drop that. Shout out to Sosa Cowboys Network. Make sure y'all follow him on Instagram. He did drop that Zach Cunningham was cut. I'm a Zach Cunningham fan as a football player for the Texans. Y'all know how I feel about linebacker position. I don't know if he falls in the waivers stuff. I'm going to go take a look. Yes. That's what I'm going to say on Twitter. Retweet. Zach Cunningham cut. Yes. Any type of of, of talent to get in here that I think will help uh, the linebacker position. Oppo of uh, Micah Parsons. I will walk him. I'm not, not, not really too confident in LVE. Neil is, you know, whatever at this point with Keanu Neal. We just don't have enough bodies. The linebacker position has been a bit underwhelming. So I'm going to go take a look, see what's happening. I don't know if he's been he's injured. I don't know if it's what's going on, if it's terrible, poor play. Sometimes the change of scenery helps. But I'm going to go take a look. We'll see We'll see if Zach Cunningham is that guy or if he's been hurt. So yeah, Stephen White said why. I, I don't know. So I'm going to go check it out, y'all. But with that said, man, I done held y'all for two hours, man. I appreciate y'all coming through. Thank you for all the donations. Thank you for all the calls that came in. Great calls today. As always, man. Basically, y'all are my co-host. And I think that's dope. I think that's dope. Appreciate y'all coming through later tonight. Uh, Later tonight, we'll have Mauricio Rodriguez. I saw breaking news and that threw me off. (laughs) A to Z Sports Primetime. Very smart, very sharp. Make sure y'all check that out. Also, a to sportsdallas.com. As always, go check those guys out there right on there. I'm probably having an article up today. And then tomorrow, Okoye and I, unless something changes, should be back giving y'all that real. We out. Peace. Love y'all. I want me some glory hope.